What's good everyone and welcome to the audio version of The Man Cave Live. The Man Cave is a podcast where two men are having a genuine conversation with the world as an audience. For those who do not know, this is a platform that is live on Instagram every Thursday at 9pm and new episodes are released on a weekly basis. For the strictly audio listeners, don't worry, exclusive content is coming your way. And if you want to join the conversation live and be in the mix, follow me on Instagram at I am Max Cruz. Enjoy this episode. Max, uh, hello. How's it going? Hey, first of all, I want to say I need your help with debt reduction. So I'm going to hit you up with that. No a- problem. After this conversation, how are you? I'm doing great. Yourself? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry, my hair is hey. a mess, but. Yeah, m- mine too, but you know, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm I, love trying to... I love it. I love it. Hi, well, thank you for joining. Yes, thanks. Thanks for joining. And first of all, thank you for for uh, for responding to the call. Like uh, I think I was talking with someone. Like when I sent you the message, uh, I think automatically, almost you, you replied to me, and you're like, "Yep, let's go, let's do it." Yeah. And I really appreciate that, man. Of course, always a pleasure. I'm happy to do it, and I I'm happy to talk to you, and I'm excited. All right, sounds this sounds good. Now listen, um, basically the man cave to give you an example of what it is. The man cave is just like basically. A conversation between two guys for everyone. So we're just open, honest, and we have a conversation. And uh, listen, there's no, there's no, no holds barred. There's no put it, put it politically correct answers. You answer whatever you want. We, we, we get that done. I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's go. All right. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. For everyone that's joining in, if ever you have a question, you can uh, send your question in the box below where there's a question mark. So you can send your question there. Otherwise, you can also put it in the chat. Uh, if I miss it, um, if I if you put it in the chat, I'll try to catch them. Uh, if not, the best option is to put it in the box, and then afterwards we'll we'll get right to it. All right. So it. instead of doing the regular questions, I, I have some flash questions for you. All ah, right? let's go. <laughs> all right. So first of all, favorite musical artist. Ah, uh, that's so hard. That's so so hard. But okay, favorite all time favorite. It's Lady Gaga. That's she's my top. I grew up with her and. Yeah, so I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that. But I have a lot of favorites. So you said Lady Gaga. We yeah, we stick yeah, to right, that. We right, stick right, to that. Great right, right. <laughs> change again. All right, Washington or New York? Uh, New York City. New York. New York as a whole. Yeah. Okay. Favorite dish? Fuck. Okay. Oh my god. Can I swear? Yeah, you can. But like, I'll, okay, I won't. I'll try not to swear. Okay. <laughs> favorite so favorite okay. dish. My favorite dish yeah. is du jonjon equivis in like sauce creole. Souffle mayo on the side and a little piquis. That's my favorite dish and a little zabuka. But the zabuka can't be too mushy. It has to be the right hardness and consistency. Yeah, that's my favorite dish. <laughs> and that that's over roasted duck and rice and vegetables? Oh, yeah. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Any day, any time. And a good, like, kolakuan with ice. Yeah, kolakuan is over Kolakuan with everything. Like peanut oh, butter. You know. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, okay, so if you could wear a T-shirt where there's only one word on it and you would have to wear that shirt for the whole year, what would that word be on your T-shirt and why? Unity. Unity because I believe that 
nothing can be done by by somebody like with one person i believe if we all come together with our differences and similarities there's nothing we can't do look at the elections that happened you know mm. recently like that's just an example look at the black lives matter movement that's another example you know where people of all races all colors are here to march for racial justice so in the climate we're in and i've always believed that unity 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 for me sorry that was long uh, but unity no 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 hey come on man. take your time it's all good yeah good all right, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you got your first camera when you were 14 years old, right? Yes, sir. I did. So in, in retrospect, how beneficial was that gift to you for the Steven that we know today? Very beneficial, Max. I can tell you that that was the start of what I... My life as an artist, that was the start of what I wanted to be when I grow up, and I'm actually doing it. And it's all thanks to the camera. So, yeah, very beneficial. Right. That's good. Um, in the foreword of your book, Island, Island Visuel, La yeah. Femme, uh, you wrote, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to. You, uh, dig, you, you, you digged, Max. <laughs> that, that's what I do. That, I love it. The Obama meme, the Obama meme where he says, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love that's it. What I love I do. it. All right. So you wrote that your work and your art is about setting Haiti free visually. All right. Uh, can you tell us what you meant by that? And can you tell us also if you still believe that five years later? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said five years later. I was just uh, I was, what, 19, 20 when I released my that first photo book. And it was all about celebrating Haitian women, because I always say this women have played, especially Haitian women have played such a pivotal point in my life, such a big role in my and who I am and what I do and my art and everything. So I always thank women, especially Haitian women, for how they've transformed my life and guided my life. Um, I still do believe that 100% today that say, um, us as Haitian artists, we have a duty to set Haiti, Haiti free visually. And what I mean by that is I grew up with only horrible imageries of my country, whether that is in the news media, whether that is in TV, entertainment, whatever it may be, it's always this very... Um, one-sided narrative, this very toxic and, and, and broken narrative with our country. We never used to tell our own stories. Other people told, told, told it for, like told our story for us. And so for me, I believed as a Haitian artist, it's our duty to reclaim our own narrative and tell our own stories. We don't need people to tell our stories for us. Look at how, look at what happens when people tell your own, tell your, your narrative for, for themselves. It never goes right. So True. for me, it's about reclaiming our narrative. And that's what I meant. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, one of your one of your dream goals, um, I'm not sure if it's still that, but it was to build an art school in Haiti. Oh my gosh! <laughs> is, it, is, is that still the case? That is still my dream school. I mean, my dream, my dream. You, what is your dream? Yeah, yeah, still my dream. Perfect. All right. Uh, for everybody that's logged in, just to let you know, if you have any questions, if you want to ask any Stephen any question, you can write them in the question box below, or try to send them in the chat. But we recommend the the question box. All right, so I will read your quote, and I just want to pick your brain on it, so you can tell, so you can tell me what, what what it means to you. Let's do it. All right. Sometimes without crying, I am strong. Sometimes without crying, I am erased. First of all, does that ring a bell to you? If so, yeah, yes, it kind of does. Okay, so you wrote that December first, two thousand nineteen. Dang, what picture was it? Under what picture? It was not a picture. It was a tweet, actually. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. You want me to explain well, well, that? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> if, if it's still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. So I okay. So sometimes without crying, I am strong. Sometimes without crying, I am erased. 
Yeah, so that's actually, I write a lot. I love to write. Um, on my mm-hmm. free time, I do creative writing. And so that was a journal entry. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember, I don't, I remember, you know, uh, just, you know, thinking about all the injustice it ha- injustices happening in my own homeland of Haiti and also my homeland of Syria. And I remember I was in a very hopeless point at that time. And, you know, um, and I don't know, I felt like, I could be strong without crying first, you know, you know, I, I always cry because I either hit rock bottom or something's going on. And after I cry, that's when I realized, hey, like, you're strong, like you've cried, you let the emotion out, but you're strong. So for me, it's like, I can be strong. I don't need to cry. I don't need to break down. Um, and I don't need to feel erased. Sometimes I feel erased or like my narratives, my country narratives, you know, the people, uh, my community, I feel like we're always erased or shut down or silenced. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt like, you know, like we no, no more crying, like we can do this, you know? And that is just one example. Um, yeah. But damn, Max, you're digging in. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm so shook. That's good. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you know what? There's a question, so I will ask you the question now. Sure. Um, what is it like? The question is from Paola X. Yeah. So what is it like to have both Haitian and Syrian heritage? And how was it growing up with both identities? Yeah, you know, my cultural identities are my superpower. You know, they're, they're um, how I navigate the world. They're how I see myself or how I see other people or how I really think about the world and the global community or the globe as a whole. Um, growing up with these identities, you know, still today it's tricky because I'm never Haitian enough or I'm never Syrian enough. You know, I'm kind of in, in this in-between yeah. fluid, like bouncing back and forth. You know, I, my, my Arabic is broken and, you know, I'm not too informed in what what is going on in Syrian daily life or political life. So I could never really fully fit in there or I'm not seen as Haitian enough because either the way I, uh, I appear or my sexuality, you know, or whatever it may be. So I always grew up like, dang, who am I? Like, what am I, where do I belong? And so it's still a kind of thing I think of today, but, but yeah, if that makes sense, but it was, I mean, it's, I'm happy, you know, culture is beautiful and where you, you don't ask to be born in this life. So what, mm-hmm. you're born, if you're born a certain way, embrace it and build on it and, and go with it. So, yeah. Perfect. All right. Um, you have a younger brother, right? Yes, I do. What would that younger brother say about his big brother? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wish <laughs> he was here. I love my brother to death. He's my best friend. Um, I literally tell him, He's such a wise, wise kid, you know, he's only 22, but he's, he's really wise. And I go to him for a lot of deep issues and, and kind of things oh, okay. I, I'm contemplating. So um, I love him to death and um, I hope he's proud of me. And I hope, you know, cause he's seen kind of me growing up queer in Haiti and, and all of that. So he's seen kind of the trials and tribulations of that. And, and I feel like I finally overcame that and I hope he's proud of me and I hope like he, I don't know. Yeah, I just hope he's proud of me. I'm. I'm hope he, I make him proud, and I hope I make his country proud, and and that. So I guess pride is the number one thing. All right. Is he in? <laughs> is, is he in Haiti or is he in the states? Or so he's actually he just graduated from Florida Atlantic University. Oh, yeah. He's getting a degree in physical therapy. So he's in Boca Raton right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Um, yeah. You started a drama club in Kiskia Christian School. Is there any link? <laughs> Is there any link between between this, like the the, the drama club that you yeah. started, and the character that you portray online, or even the the, the work that you do um, in your photography? 
yeah, you know what? In retrospect, everything I did as a kid connects to now. Mm-hmm. Or build oh. my, my comedy videos. Or, but there were the first stepping stones in my life as a full-time artist, you know, dedicating my life to art. Um, you know, I started a drama club. We were the first drama club in my high school. Me and a friend, Christelle, we started it. And um, yeah, we, we, we did plays and, you know, I, I finally could dabble in directing and, and video. Mm-hmm. So the drama club really expanded what art was, po- what kind of art is possible for me. So yeah, I think it played a, a role for sure. Perfect. And uh, so the, one of the questions that I have is what prompted you to create the character Marie-Claude? Whew, all right, this is kind of, I'll keep it short, but no, you know, go ahead, go okay. ahead. We, we want to so know. So it's funny, nobody asks how Steven is anymore. Everybody's like, Where's my clothes? Where's my clothes? So, <laughs> so, after she was birthed into the world, I feel like I took a back seat, which I'm okay with. Um, <laughs> but my clothes was an accumul- accumulation of just a lot of things. You know, I started doing videos when I was in, in, in 2015, you know, when Snapchat w- was hip and when Snapchat just came out with filters. And I remember the big mouth filter with the voice. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh my God, I love how it makes my voice a little funnier. You know, it makes my voice a little more dramatic. And so I used to make videos for my friends, you know, just for my friends. And they would DM me like, yo, you're so funny, put it online. But I was like, nah, like this is not, I'm not a comedian, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm funny. I didn't have mm-hmm. the confidence, you know. And then I still I still continued making video on Snapchat, but my clothes came out of quarantine, out of the lockdown, out of the pandemic. Mm. You know, I was in a very dark and depressed place, very anxious, as a lot of people were in that situation, you know, lost mm. my jobs, my friends were losing their jobs, you know, text messages of just horrible, horrible things happening to people. And, you know, police brutality, um, that the, the whole momentum of the Black Lives Matter happened movement. And I'm seeing how my friends were hurting and a lot of people I cared about were hurting. And so my clothes came out of like, that you know and she came out of out of a therapy for me and i was like you know what i'm gonna share her with the world and hopefully she can be therapy for other people and oh my god i shared my first couple videos and then i i could i would have never imagined where she would travel and who she would touch and and yeah so she came out of a dark place and i guess she became a light in my life and hopefully a light in a lot of people other other people's lives i think she's a light in a lot of people's life because it brings laughter (laughs) happiness It's, it's really a great, great to see that. Oh, thank and, you. Like, is it a, um, a like a combination of different personalities that you that you've encountered, or are you like? Yeah. Yeah. So, Max, I tell myself I'm an artist. You know, so artists are observers. We observe the world, and so by observing the world, we create, we paint, we take photographs, we create videos, and that's how we mm-hmm. we observe the world. I'm also a performance artist. You know, in my art, and so my Claude is an extension of my art practice. I created her. She's a character I literally sketched and developed. You know what she likes, how she is. You know her confidence, her independence, her socially aware you know, status, um, her, her willingness to be, to be kind and to be sassy, you know, she's strong. She doesn't let people mess with her. And so she's an accumulation of my artistic practice. And through my quote, I'm observing through comedy, I'm observing our Haitian society, you know, how we were all somehow raised by the same mom, you know, how we, we, you know, like we eat the same food and we listen to the same music and we dance the same and we speak the same. And I think that's beautiful. So my club brings that unity, that cultural unity to life through comedy. So, yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I guess that's the that's my answer to that. That's amazing. Uh, Svava said, uh, "We love my girl, and it's crazy how my girls adore your work." Oh, um, that's really nice. Thank you so I much. Am, I am Lay said, uh, happy you shared it with us. It can be a motivation for others. So Maudlin said, I love Marie-Claude. Thanks. So yeah, definitely the response you so that you much. that you have. Yeah. That means <laughs> and, a lot. Um, yes, it's really good. And um, Marie, by, by the way, for those who do not know, Marie-Claude dropped a single, Ginny Gangekol, Super Gangekol, Ma Ptelma Blazo, Wap Crié. It's actually top 15 in the thug gospel, <laughs> thug gospel chart. So we like, made congrats it. Congrats on that. You Thank made you it. So you much. made it. I'll, I'll tell her. I'll tell her. She, yeah. I'll tell her. Give it <laughs> you have to. Um, so um, one, of the, one, uh, one of the questions also that I had is like, how do you prepare your skits? Like, do you freestyle it or do you like write it before or how, how does it work? It depends. So um, I never s write down my sketches. So it depends. There are two ways. Sometimes I'm walking and I have an idea, right? Or I, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm off the phone with my mom or with a friend and I'm like, this sparked an idea. So I go on my notes on my phone and I'm like, okay, Marie Claude as a doctor, Marie Claude as a judge, Marie Claude as whatever. And then mm -hmm. just that word. And then I put the camera and I freestyle. Um, nice. The only time I like prepare a skit if it's I'm working with brands or with I'm, I'm having a collaboration with outsider uh, outside platforms and all of that which I'm happy to do there I have to really you know prepare that but other than that it's like a freestyle put the camera and let's see what I say <laughs> kind of thing nice <laughs> great um someone said Marie-Claude is my mother my aunt and grandma wrapped in one person so many shared experiences yeah exactly exactly and that's what Marie-Claude is Marie-Claude is my aunt is my teacher is my everything it's everybody in my life that has inspired Marie-Claude so she, I think you said it perfectly she's everybody wrapped into one yeah that's amazing uh, uh someone is asking Sabibi is asking will you bring Marie-Claude on comedy stage or on tours when it's allowed you know what Max um I never thought stand-up was, first of all, I never thought comedy would be a thing for me, you know? And mm -hmm. I always tell people, like, literally never limit yourself because, you know, once I let my guard down and I'm like, you know what, if this works, this works. If it doesn't, I tried and I'm still happy with it. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I would love to do stand-up. I don't think I'm funny as a person. I think my quote is funnier. So maybe designing a show where... I have her incorporated on a screen because she's a digital character, right? Yes. She lives on the screen and she lives through her filters and through her extravagant whatever. So maybe, yeah, I would love to do stand-up if the time is right and, and design a show that's that's curated and having a dialogue between me and my clothes. So that'd be cool. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Hold on, Eyan said, Marie-Claude is the best person I met in 2020. She made <laughs> me laugh. She made me laugh so much. <laughs> thank you so much. That means the world, really. Thank you. Thank you so much. Was there, was there ever a time where you posted a video and you're like, oh, you know what, let, let me just post it without thinking of anything? And actually you, had, you got a big reaction out of it? Yeah, or you do know, you expect... Sorry? Go for it. I mean, like, or, or do you expect every time that you put a video that people are going to love it and embrace it? Look, to be honest, I love the love people give me, but I, I really don't look at the numbers and I don't look at, okay, will this video make likes? Will this video do this? Will mm. it be? I just really follow my gut and I'm, ha I'm so happy when I do these things. So it's like, it's out of pure joy. I don't care how many likes, favorites, <laughs> shares it gets. If yeah. it does, that's great. And I'm so thankful, but it's honestly what I think maybe people will enjoy or what I think I'll enjoy. And so 
it's an organic process. It's never really calculated. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. And, uh, you know, we're talking about Mariko, but maybe I should have asked you before, that before. How are you doing right now during this time of, like, uh, uh, pandemic and all of that? How, do, how are you feeling or how are you doing personally? I know that, you know, you're making us laugh and you're putting great content, which is amazing. But you as a person, how are you feeling? Yeah, thanks for asking, Max. Um, you know, it's it's challenging. Like, you know, a lot of people are going through a lot of things. Um, it's been mm -hmm. rough. I'm not going to lie. I, I was finishing my master's online you know, um, it's, it was a sudden switch from in-person classes to online. And I was working on my thesis. So I got my MFA in photography. So literally, if I turn my camera, you'll see my studio. I have sculptures hanging in my room. Like, so it was tough to finish an MFA online and, you know, the loss of income and all of that. So, you know, it was a lot of stresses and, you know, my family's back home and also mm -hmm. having the stress of not being around your family and not knowing what's going to happen next. So it was tough, you know, it was tough, but I'm grateful for the community that I have, the friends, my family, the people who really helped me go through this very difficult, difficult time of, you know, the pandemic and, and all of that. But I'm okay, you know, as long as I'm breathing and I can create and I can, you know, speak and walk and all of that, you know, that's how I take take it now you know so i'm good all right good to good to hear that good to hear that like i said it should have been my first question but no, it's never it's too okay. late to never no, too late that thank you for asking i appreciate it <laughs> my, pleasure, my pleasure um someone is asking, sammy is asking steven you are too funny I, lo I look forward to your videos my aunt's name is marie claude <laughs> ah, i love it your your aunt has the best name in the world <laughs> so i thank I, her thank you so much <laughs> And I think someone earlier said that her daughter's name is Coralie. So it's like, it's uh, amazing. You know, it's always, I'm always like, oh my God. Like if I'm like calling out Stacy in my video, if I'm talking about Coralie and I'm like, oh my God, I hope people with that, that name don't like freak out and think <laughs> it's all jokes. But it's so funny when people are like, oh my God, my name is Stacy. Oh my God, my name is this. It's, it's so, it's always so funny to me. So that's awesome. Cool. Um, I, th I think you touched it a little bit earlier when we, when we spoke about it, but you know, I'm worried sometimes um, in our community and maybe even outside of the community, like some people have uh, either colorism problem, light skin versus dark sure. skin, or, or due to your Syrian heritage, you're Haitian, but you're Syrian. Like, have you ever encountered a situation where people made you feel like you didn't belong one place or another? Oh, yeah, that was that was that that was my life. And that's still my life, you know, um, I, I'm I don't know how many times I have the speech rehearsed. I don't know how many times I encounter somebody. They're like, oh, you're Haitian. No way. You're not Haitian. And I have to explain. Yeah, I'm Haitian. Like I grew up in Haiti. I speak the language. I have no other home. I have no other culture. Like I was, you know, it's 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 my home. So, you know, and it's like it's OK, like um, that people are curious. But many times I felt like. You know, I don't, I, people are making feel like, making me feel like I, I'm not, I don't belong and I'm not Haitian enough because of my maybe Syrian heritage or my sexuality or all of that. But you know what? It's okay. It, I mean, it's fine. Like you, and not everybody's going to accept you. So you have to really accept yourself and be confident in yourself. I walk with my Haitian cultural pride everywhere I go all the time. I wake up and I thank God that I'm Haitian. And so no one can shake that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, before when I was a kid, I, you know, when you're a child, you want to belong somewhere. When you're, you're yeah. a teenager, you always want to belong somewhere. And, 
and not to say I had I had amazing friends and people obviously that saw me as a hundred percent Haitian. That was not a problem. But you know, people in the states or people even in Haiti, you know, would 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 um, take my Haitian cultural heritage away from me. And but not anymore. I'm strong enough, and I, I know who I am. And you can say whatever you want, and that's on you. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. Um, hold on. Someone is asking, uh, do you feel your comedy works influence the way you approach photography now or vice versa? Oh, my God. Obed. I want to just say Obed is such an amazing photojournalist and filmmaker. I actually met Obed at a mosque in 2015. I was photographing a mosque, uh, El Tawid Mats in downtown. Port I saw France. that. Yes. Yeah. And Obed was there. I think he was also covering it. So that's how I met him. He's a wonderful oh. man, wonderful uh, uh, creator and, and photojournalist. Um, but, you know, I don't know if my comedy influenced my photography because it's, it's just different ball games. Like it's, a, it's just different way of approaching. But my comedy has really, I guess... Yeah, just 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 short, you know, in short, I don't think it influences one another, maybe subconsciously, maybe I'm not aware of it. But for now, I can say not really, I kind of separate those two in a way, because I'm a I'm a full time photographer. So I'm always thinking photography, I'm always shooting, I'm always creating images. So Marie Claude or the comedy is a way for me to kind of whew, finally take a breather, you know, when you have a mm -hmm. nine to five job, you know, you have your side hustle, a creative yes. hustle that makes you not to say photography, I love photography, but you know, it's kind of a, to take a break from from always being and thinking photography. So. Oh my God, Obed's okay. like OMG. Ah, Obed, Mbabli, you know, Mbabli, Moon. That's amazing. <laughs> and speaking of the mosque, like, what made you want to go? First of all, I didn't even know there was a mosque. Like, uh, I didn't even know there was the culture, like a Muslim culture mm -hmm. in Haiti. What yeah. made you want to go and document that? Well, I want to say that Islamic culture and, and Muslims have played a huge part in our history. Actually, in the 16th century, the Wolof people who are Muslim were the first people to um, orchestrate a revolt against the colonizers. So we really owe a lot to you know, um, Islamic culture. And it's a really a big part of our history. And we shouldn't discredit that. But, mm -hmm. you know, Max, it was like, I, you know, this idea of not feeling Haitian enough and feeling kind of oppressed and called like, uh, I oppressed in terms of my identity. And I was like, oh my gosh, like Muslim, you know, Islamic culture and, and, you know, I have Muslims in my family, you know, in the Syrian culture and mm -hmm. all of that. So it's, it's, it's a big part of my identity as well. You know, I'm not a practicing Muslim, um, but I have, I have people I love in my family who, who, who are. And, and I was like, where are these invisible communities? Where are people that feel the same as I do, even though, you know, we don't have, we don't look the same or we don't have the same walk of life, but we see, we feel, we share the same feelings of wanting to feel visible, wanting to feel valued, wanting to feel elevated and honored and wanting to feel Haitian, you know? And so upon my research, I stumbled upon this beautiful community, um, Al Tawid Mosque, and everybody was so nice and so amazing. And I went, I, I went there as a, ch as a kid, I was 19 with a camera, like, oh my gosh, like I'm excited to, to, and I wanted to celebrate Muslim culture, not to, mm -hmm. for any other benefit, just to talk to the community and be like, yo, like you are beautiful, you are Haitian, like, we're in this together. We're brothers and sisters. And I really wanted to kind of show that visibility, you know? Um, yeah. In short. Oh. All right. That's good. Um, someone is asking, can you talk about the use of color and form in your work? Your photos are amazing. Wow. Thank you so much. That's a very good question. Um, 
I always say color is ingrained in how I see the world. You know, growing up in Haiti, you already know how we paint our houses, the palm trees, the beautiful blue skies, the colors everywhere you go, jalousie, how we dress, um, <laughs> our music, voodoo culture. Oh my goodness. Voodoo culture is the main reason why I was drawn to colors because it is a colorful um, culture. And, you know, each color kind of um, is attributed to different laws, you know, Ezri Frida, you know, Papalikba, Baonsanzi, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I guess it just, it, it's a natural response in my photography because it's something I grew up with. Even in Syrian culture, you know, color is everywhere, right? Um, so I feel like I come from two cultures that elevate and celebrate color. And so it's a subconscious response in my work. And the form of my work, you know, sometimes I don't know how to explain the form of my work. It's just how I see the world. Um, and yeah, I hope, I hope that answers it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it did, but if, if not, they, they, they will let us know. But I think it did answer. Yes, cool. Um, so someone is asking, what part of Haitian, oh, what part of Haiti are you from? I'm a poor Port-au-Prince kid, you know. I grew up in the city, and so, yeah. <laughs> Port <laughs> from Port-au-Prince. Excellent. Um, so... If you would have a message uh, from your experience to maybe someone who, to transmit to someone who sometimes might feel like an outcast, either because of their sexuality, their religion, their, their, their race or beliefs, what would that be? Oh, I think my guest, hold on. I think you froze. We're going to wait a little bit and then if not... If not, I will remove Stephen from the live and add him back. Okay, hold on. We're going we're gonna to bring him back. All right. Hold on. It's a matter of second. Hey, Mac. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought... I thought How I, could you? I, know, I, I, I thought I put my phone on Do Not Disturb, but my friend was calling me in it. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> it up. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good, man. So, um, yes, uh, the live will be saved. The live will be saved uh, on my IGTV, so you'll be able to to see it. And then also the audio version will be available on Monday. So for anybody that just jumps in, uh, don't worry. You can you can see it from the top afterwards. Um, and also, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. So uh, the question was, what message from your experience would you be uh, would you transmit to someone? Uh, who might feel like an outcast because of their race, sexuality, or beliefs. Yeah, look, um, I'm still learning because I, I believe that we are fluid people. We are identity-wise, sexuality-wise, we are fluid. We're always changing. You're never the same person as you were yesterday. And don't let people hold that against you, you know? So it's like embrace that you are a fluid being, you know? People who feel out, I mean, I felt like an outcast my whole life. You know, I still mm -hmm. sometimes feel like a, a, an outcast, right? Um, so I always just say, just be, be true to yourself. I know it sounds cliche. And I always, I always hated reading that quote, quote, be true to yourself. I'm like, yo, this is like, like too cliche, too sugary. Like, how do you be yourself? But, but honestly, you are not born to, you're not, you, you didn't ask to be born. You're born, you're blessed to be on this earth with everything you have, everything you are, and your differences make you stronger. Look at how now the world needs your differences, needs your diversity, needs your representation, yeah. needs, needs how you look, needs how you think. The world needs that kind of diversity. Um, and so 
always feel empowered. Everything that made you an outcast, I always tell people, use it to feel empowered because somebody deep down wishes, you know, they had kind of your openness, wishes they had your freedom and how you express yourself, you know? And so I can only say just, just, just elevate yourself and, and, and you are valuable and everything that makes you different is valuable and important. So that's what I would hmm. say. That's true. That's real, real talk, as, yeah. as, we, as we say. Um, so what are you, is there any projects that you're working on now at the, at the, pro, at the current time? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm working on 42 projects <laughs> at a time, but um, yeah. Multitasking. Yeah, just being a working artist, you know, you rely on 45 billion paychecks to make ends meet. So it's like interesting. Mm. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited, always excited to work with my brother, um, a, a musician, a friend, uh, Michael Boyer. Um, he's released he's releasing music right now. And we're yes. I'm working. I'm working with him um, to create visuals for his his his, his music. And um, it's been really amazing. Kanis. Um, also, we're working on on also the visuals on her music. She's she's one of my good good friends. She's like a sister to me. We've been working together creatively since 2016. So, I'm um, right now. I'm really dip. I'm really in music and kind of transforming visuals and and creating visuals for for people making music right now, which I absolutely love. Um, and yeah, I'm just working on Marie Claude. Marie Claude has a lot of cool collaborations she's doing. You know, she's the one that makes makes the paychecks. That's good. Me. That's good. She's she's the she's my sugar mama. She's the one who provides, so I'm thankful. Um, but yeah, so I, we're just whatever life throws my way. I was actually I wrapped up a project. I was on the road for two weeks along the U.S. Mexico mm. border. I was driving along the U.S. Mexico border with a friend. She's actually. Um, she was doing a, a project and I went to assist her and she's amazing. Her name is Terry Garcia and she's doing work about identity and being Mexican and being not Mexican enough, not American enough. And she's making work mm. along the border and it's, it's more than that. But so I just wrapped that up and I just came back yesterday and I'm exhausted, but feeling <laughs> rewarded and happy. And so, yeah. That's amazing. And then again, I, I want to thank you for, uh, for taking the chance to uh, giving thank me the time so actually much. to interview. Oh, God, That's my God. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you so much for your kindness and for inviting me on your awesome platform. And I'm happy that we got to chat. Yes, sir. Me too. Um, so hold on. I have two little questions then. Yeah, uh, let's okay. go. I'm not, I'm not in a hurry. I'm All right. Perfect. Uh, so uh, I think you waited until, uh, until you ended. Sorry. Sorry. I think <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. I think you you waited until uh, you finished high school to to come out to you to your friends and your your surroundings. Yeah. Why, why did you feel like you needed to wait that time, and why did you feel like mentioning it at all? Yeah. Well, I did it to protect myself. You know, I knew I would not. I, would, I knew it would be hell if I came out. I was still going to school in Haiti, you know, I always, you know, people were just being so mean to me. And I always got like, oh, my CC, or you talk like a girl, you walk like a girl, all of that, you know, all of that harassment. Um, and, uh, and I graduated, you know, when I graduated high school, I knew I was going to college uh, undergrad. And so that summer I graduated, I was like, my friends really deserve, I, not deserve, but I feel like I needed to tell my friends who have been there for me, like what I am and who I am. And mm-hmm. when I did, they're like, oh my God, like, bitch, we knew this was who you were. Like, <laughs> we were waiting for you to say it. We knew it. And you know, that felt like, good. <laughs> that felt good. I was like, y'all are wild. But yeah, I mean, 
And so that's why it was kind of to protect myself. And I do recognize, I want to say, Max, I recognize not everybody, not all queer Haitians have the privilege to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Some people don't have the privilege to leave and explore their identity and their gender in a liberal or more safe environment, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I always think about all my Haitian siblings who have to really live their truth in such a stigmatized and, and toxic um, space for queer folks so they're the we- real warriors they're the people who actually make me brave when I feel down about myself I always think of them and I'm like yo I have nothing to feel down about because I knew I have people my friends and my community living their truth in a society that is always putting a fire up their asses so mm-hmm. yeah all right As someone is asking how does that impact your work if, if it does, how does your sexuality impact your work? If it it does. does, yeah, of course, my queerness does impact my work because my the themes I touch on is to elevate the queer Haitian community. I talk a lot about um, religion in relation to being queer, you know. Um, I, you know, I talk about, yeah, how how I can still be a religious person or have a relationship with God and be queer, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, my work is heavily based on this dialogue and this phenomenon, so, yeah. Okay. Um, one of the questions uh, for Marie Claude, I guess, uh, what would be Marie Claude? What would be Marie Claude's pet peeve? Marie Claude does not like people who lie and people who 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 are unkind to others and who who inflict injustices. Marie Claude doesn't like when people take advantage of her nor her community. She's very protective. You know, she can be sassy and she can tell tell you off, but when you mess with her and her people, she's gonna fight back. So that's her pet peeve. And also, I don't know, she, she has a lot of pet peeves, but I think that's one of them. <laughs> I saw her um, confronting your girl at school also. Yeah, so. <laughs> she hates when people steal her. She doesn't like when people steal her man. She doesn't like people who chew loud. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. She's a beast. La, la, la viande était dure, but... <laughs> she's a tête dure. She doesn't like people yeah. step, on, step on all over her. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so uh, one of the questions, um, so I'll take maybe one or two more questions. So yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, I hope everything is okay for both of you. Yes, thank you for asking. My question is, where comes this inspiration to, to making uh, funny videos in Creole and not in English, I think? Well, English is not my mother tongue. English is something I had to learn to survive in this world and in the United States. Like, and I mean, I don't know, like that point blank is the jokes don't deliver in English. So mm. if I feel like Creole is the right language to, to, to present the work, I will. If English is, I will, you know, um, but there's, I don't have like a, anything against doing videos in English. I just think my Claude is a space for our culture and our heritage. And whenever I can kind of elevate everything we are, I will. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it 21 hits, years old. Sorry, it hits different in Creole. It, yes, girl. It does hit different in Creole. Like, definitely. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, so you're 21 years old and you land in New York City. How was that for you? Was I 21? I think Where, you said you were 21. But you, you said you couldn't yes. do the math properly, but I think you said you were 21. I'm not sure. So I, I, might, have been, I, I might have been 21, 22. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Let's, I'm, 2018, 2018, I'm 24 now. Okay, 21. I think 21, 22. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So how, how, was that for, how was that for you to, to find yourself alone 
in, in New York with yeah. no siblings and no family. Yeah, so I actually, I went to New York for my first time as a professional and as an adult at 21 in 2017, and I moved to New York at 22. Um, I was scared, Max. I was like, holy, you know, like I never lived in New York and I only heard stories and, you know, um, but but New York has made me so strong and New York has made me so confident. And I was introduced and I'm introduced to so many different people and ways of thinking and artworks and, 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 and all of that. And, you know, you, you know, I, I started from the ground up, you know, this, I, I said I wanted to be an artist, but I had no connections. I had no one in the art world. I had no one to help me. I had no one to be like, yo, I'm gonna call this person. Like, no, like everything I did, up, I'm doing up to this point was my hustle. And, you know, New York made me realize that, like, dang, like pat yourself on the back. This is your hustle. You did this and you're in New York City. Like sometimes I just can't believe I'm here, but it was scary. I'm not gonna lie. It was scary. Um, but I think I, I, I embraced all of the energy. And so, yeah, but it was scary as hell. But I didn't, I, I, didn't, I, didn't let, I didn't let my fear stop me. I actually let my fear motivate me to keep going. So, mm, okay, yeah. that's good. Um, one of the, one of, I saw a video of you and your grandparents yes. just sitting and mm. drinking coffee and all of that. So <laughs> why did you make that video? And the second question is, how important is family to you? Yeah, so um, this was actually part of a, an assignment, a project I did, an ethnography of my mm -hmm. grandparents and what an uh, ethnography is in short in an artistic sense it's 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 presenting what you see the sounds the conversation it's like a raw kind of representation and recording everything and so i wanted to do it on my grandparents because they are the reason you know they left um, oppression in their hometown i mean in their homeland of syria and they mm -hmm. some some mirror some way the universe worked and they docked in haiti with no money, no nothing, right? Um, and they always say, look, Haiti adopted us. Haiti is the reason why we are here. And so always love it and embrace it. Haiti is your country. But first and foremost, they have adopted us. They gave us a home when we did not have a home. And so my, my grandparents always instilled my love for Haiti, my cultural pride. And, and yeah, I mean, family is, I did it because of an assignment, but I did it because I wanted to understand mm -hmm my grandparents' journey in the world, how they made me. They, without my grandparents, I wouldn't be here. Um, so it was an homage to them. And family is so important to me. You know, whether that is your immediate family, your blood family, a community that you call your family. For me, Max, I can't stress it enough. Community is so important to me because at the end of the day, the world can be against you. But to know that you have a safe place to go to at the end of the day, for me, that's what keeps me holding on. And, and yeah, so family is very important to me. Very, very important. Wow. I, I totally agree with that. Man. Yeah. So, so basically, so your grandparents came from Syria to Haiti, and your mother was she born in Haiti or she was already? Yeah, was my already mom. Born? My mom was born and raised Haitian woman to the core. My dad was born and raised. My mom was first generation Haitian. So, um, my parents were fresh off the boat. But my dad is like third, fourth generation Haitian. So my dad, my dad's family has always been in Haiti, and so yeah, they okay. are. Yeah. So. Oh man, that's amazing. So would there be any anything else that you would like to 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 share with us or communicate either a message or something that you would like to share while we are together on this live? Uh I don't know. I mean not particularly. Don't be shy, don't be shy. It's not time to be to shy share. now. Something to share. I mean, I have so much to share. Go on my Instagram and I'm vocalizing everything I have to say. I have a lot to say. Um 
especially in the climate we're living now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what I want to say is that, like, again, going back to the idea of unity, I have seen what division has done to us. I have seen what division has done to my country, Haiti. Politicians or politician and the elite and everybody is always trying to divide us, you know, pitting us against each other, putting our differences as as weapons. But actually, our differences should unite us. Also, obviously, mm-hmm. our similarities. So. I want to always instill this idea of love and unity and community because um, there's, because look, these rich people, these politicians, they're living in their mansion. They don't care. They're, they're, Mm -hmm. they're causing chaos and all of that. And they don't care. You know, they have a beautiful mansion with the ocean view while we struggle with whatever we struggle with. And so we have to realize that we cannot be divided and unity has always been a core message in how I think and my art and yeah, I know it sounds cheesy to say as a Haitian but it's true but but I do believe that our our ancestors the people who fight for us knew exactly what they wrote on that flag you know it's not Mm. just a slogan for our country it works it works so let's go Union Fellow Plus, right. I guess. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So again, thank you. Thank you very much for accepting the the interview. Um, I thank just want to so give much. you your I just want to give you your flowers here that you you are loved. The 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 uh, the joy that you bring with uh, Marie Claude and your work. It is something that is really bright in everyone's day, my day and a lot of days of people that are surrounding me. And I think the impact that you have is uh, is a phenomenal thing. So I just want you to know if ever you didn't know. I just want you to know that you are loved. There's a lot of people nice. supporting you, rooting for you, strangers that you don't know about. But I think what you're doing is amazing. And uh, it's a blessing to have you, man, on social media, man. Thank you for your words, Max. Honestly, I don't take it lightly. So I really appreciate uh, the time you gave me on this platform. And good luck, man. Um, I'm going to call you for that debt. So yes, man. Well, I'll, I'll, hook you, I'll hook you up. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, man. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, so thank you again once uh, once again, and then uh, I'll be in touch with you soon. All right, Max, take care. Thank you, right. everybody. Bye. Take care. Ciao. That's all for this episode of the Man Cave Live. Feel free to financially show love via the Anchor platform, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.